Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on dreaming big, let's hear from the man himself. I couldn't be more excited to start my day uh, and and to be able to start this platform and podcast uh, with anybody other than not only my brother, uh, who I've known for so long now um, and and been blessed to have you in my life, uh, but also uh, my executive acceleration coach and, and frankly, the best executor that I've ever met in my life. Uh, and so, uh, you know, as <laughs> as you know, um, you know, on this podcast, on the on the only Dream Big podcast, you know, one of our efforts is really to push people, inspire people to only dream big, right? And and the essence of uh, the other phrase that I love to say, which is driving change through people, is the fact that no person is an island, right? And and we, in in order to achieve amazing, great, and big dreams you have to be able to drive change through people. Uh, and you're one of the best people I know at that, man. Uh, mm. So, so excited to, you know, uh, speak with you today, uh, you know, share your story a little bit, uh, be able to talk about um, not only what you do with amazing CEO, um, you know, but, but, you know, even talk through some of the lessons, frankly, that you've learned from coaching, you know, high performing executives in multiple industries, um, and, and doing it yourself, frankly, as a sure. executive as well. So thanks for coming on the pod. And first of all, you know, I'm humbled. I'm honored, man, to have you in my life. It's been a joy and a privilege. And to call you brother, to call you friend, uh, to, to journey with you, to see how, man, your life has taken in a very positive sense so many major turns. And you've been so exemplary for so many people, man. It, it's remarkable. So I'm the one who's honored to be here, brother. I, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to, to join you. And let, let's get it. Let's get it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, your story. I mean, there's so many different things that we could talk about, you know, as well. But can you can you give people, you know, just kind of a taste of your, you know, your background, um, you know, where you're from, you know, where you currently live now and, um, you know, your, your I'll say where you are currently uh, and maybe even a peek into, uh, you know, some of your current uh you know, big dreams. I know that you've had multiple. And as I mentioned, you're an amazing exec uh, executor. Uh, and so yep. you've been able to turn a number of those dreams into reality. Um, but can you give us a little uh, a peek into who is Anthony? Flynn? Sure thing, man. And I, I think it's important that I start from the very beginning because, you know, many people run away from their early childhood years, their primitive years, and they don't realize the impact of those years and how they inform and shape them. And so my early and primitive years had such an impact on me, Dunny, that I can never tell a story without bringing those years into perspective. So I was born to a teenage mom in poverty, hmm. you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. So we're talking, my mom was a teenager. My dad wasn't involved in my life growing up. Uh, and then I lived in a blue collar city where most, mostly people who look like me the city of Memphis is known 
for its blue collar framework. Of course, there's a lot of white collar opportunities, a lot of white collar people, but ultimately it's a blue collar city, especially coming from my roots and my background. So a lot to have to overcome to become who I am today. So I wanted to paint that picture and give context. So of course, born and raised in that city, eventually went away to college uh, on a full football scholarship ended up giving that scholarship up because of a, a bunch of things but one major influence uh, was that i had a roommate selling cocaine out of our room he ended up getting locked up hmm. did 16 years of federal time nine different federal pens so man i could tell you story after story like that but that was a major turning point career-wise etc so that led me to give up a full ride and move back home and man go to work so i walked away from the sport that i loved the most uh, some could call it crazy. In mm. hindsight, I think it was a brilliant decision. In hindsight, mm. <laughs> I, I didn't fully get it at the time. But that's where I began to focus on business, Donnie, and start laying the tracks and just brick by brick, beginning to build a life that, that I currently live today. Fast forward, you know, married. My wife and I have been together for 25 years, married almost 20 of those years. We have mm. an 18-year-old son who we just dropped off at college. As as of this recording, I just left him last night. Wow. Uh, and, and he's at the Ohio State University, All-American lacrosse player, mm -hmm. phenomenal kid, man. Made the you know National Buckeye Scholarship Program. So he's an academic and an athletic kid. And so we're super excited about that. We also dropped, as of this recording, we dropped our daughter off for her first day at school in Houston, Texas mm. this morning. So uh, so we have lived, you know, Memphis to California, California to Georgia, now Georgia to Texas, right outside of Houston. And, and we just moved here eight weeks ago as of this wow. recording. And we're loving it, man. So we still have the property in Atlanta, but, uh, but you know, Houston is now home proper for us. And, and so we're super excited about that. You Then last thing I'll, I'll wrap up because I've been talking a lot, but another thing you asked me to do is just share a little bit about what I'm up to, what I'm working on. So obviously I have an amazing CEO, a consulting agency that uh, has a mission to increase productivity and profitability among high capacity CEOs and key executives. As you mentioned, I've had the privilege of working with literally some of the best in the world, man. People who are best in the world at what they do. You're in that list. Uh, obviously. And so uh, so it's an honor to have you and, and many others uh, as clients, man, who are doing amazing things, influencing the world in ways that, you know, wow. I mean, just my wildest dreams were to be able to walk beside giants like yourself uh, and get in the trenches every day and figure out how to help them be. They're already productive. So try, so trying to help giants be more productive mm -hmm. and more profitable than they already are. Mm -hmm. and, and and so that that's been my strategy and, and in terms of the big dreams man i wanted to take this bad boy global so mm -hmm. so as you know i stepped into a scenario where I'm, i essentially stepped into a turnaround in houston that's what brought me here mm -hmm. so i spent a lot of my time and we're growing rapidly multi-million dollar venture that, that we are turning and, and we're doing some amazing things uh, but also definitely want to continue to take amazing ceo to the streets and continue to walk alongside people like yourself, man, who are doing amazing things for our world. Mm. Yeah, that's huge, man. I mean, you know, uh, when uh, when the wife, you know, shout out to Ty, uh, my, my amazing wife of soon to be six years, uh, you know, coming up in October, um, when, when she uh, is asking me, you know, like, hey, did you re-up with Flynn? <laughs> <laughs> then you know we're doing some good stuff man because yeah. uh, the women in our life have have a way of keeping it real uh oh, praise god 
uh, you know, frankly, than, than we do as uh, as brothers sometimes. So, um, you know, once again, just extremely impactful, man, and increasing, uh, you know, my level of execution and frankly, discipline. You know, let's hop into, you know, it, talking a little bit more, man. Once again, you know, it, it, I believe that you're the greatest executor that I, I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so can you give, um, you know, the, uh, our listeners really, um, you know, a few tips just as you think about, you know, ways to be a better executor, um, you know, it, how did you go about kind of instituting uh, the amount of discipline, you know, frankly, mm-hmm. that you haven't here uh, in your life? I know all the balls that, you know, you're quote unquote juggling, um, you know, and, and, you know, some people find it challenging just to do one thing. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. what are some tips to, you know, that, that, you know, let's just, let's hop into that and talk a little bit about, you know, how to institute that, you know, kind of discipline and just, you know, if they only hear this part of, you know, our conversation today, you know, what can they take away to literally just be better executors, um, you know, just from listening, you know, today? Sure, Donnie. And I could go so many ways with that, but let me, let me start off by asking people to give themselves grace first and foremost, because there's a part of me that, you know, relative to that question, my childhood and life story are major influences in that, in, in my discipline. So what I what I want to say, right, is that a huge part of that I cannot control or I or should I say I could not control. Not that I cannot. I could not control. So in other words, all the chaos in my life as a child growing up really, really inspired me in order to get out i had to do some things differently than everybody else around me and so i found myself even in my early years Donnie, having to figure out how to discipline myself away from Mm. the chaos in my childhood and Mm. so those were skills that were being developed in my primitive years that frankly the average kid frankly my son and daughter what I got as a child, the trauma and the pain and a lot of the adversity and a lot of the craziness I saw, the, the being tossed to and from, moving from property to property, going to see my dad, coming, you know, just mm-hmm. all the craziness. In order to be successful, I had to dig in and figure out a way that I was going to matriculate out of it, right? So that's a part of me that I can say I'm grateful for the journey and the experience. It was painful, mm-hmm. but many people don't have that momentum. Sure. For for me, that was a momentum builder. So okay. that's that piece of it. All right. Now to get practical, I still had to do something with that momentum. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things I learned was, okay, there's a lot going on around me, but what are some of the two or three, four or five critical things that people who are successful around me are doing? And how do I latch on to those things and latch on like a pit bull and not waver and not give up? And, mm-hmm. and the challenge, the challenge with many people that's good. is that they chase the shiny objects. And that's a metaphor. And mm-hmm. and for me, Dunny, because of my situation, I couldn't afford to. I could only afford to focus on three or four things because I didn't have the intelligence, the natural intelligence that you have or that the average person. Had. I didn't have. No, that's sincere. I genuinely did, man. So I had to buckle down. Like I had to study. I, I remember being in high school and I took AP Latin and on Friday nights, played football in the off season. You know, we play games on Friday nights, mm-hmm. man, in the springtime, every Friday night, bro, I was studying AP Latin. My, my homeboys were hanging out, kicking it, mm-hmm. et cetera. I was at the house studying because I couldn't afford not to study. Got it. And so 
there were disciplines in my life even earlier on that many of my friends they didn't have those disciplines and for me it was pain driving me it was literally mm. you're not going to make it out if you don't study on friday night mm. there there is no in between there is no gray area it mm. is what it is study or fail like study or don't make it out of these mm. conditions so again, that, those are my guardrails. <laughs> you know, pain was, believe it or not, pain was a guardrail for me. Mm. Trauma was a guardrail for me. Adversity was a guardrail for me. And then, of course, I had to metaphorically drive within the confines of those guardrails and put the structure in place in order to bring myself, you know, on the other side of that journey. Mm. Um, so, so that, I mean, yeah. So I think that's helpful. I mean so many different ways that we could go on that man uh, unfortunately we don't have enough time uh today yep. but this is one of the reasons we're going to have you back for sure um so, so you know just practically if i if i heard you correctly you know it, 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 as people are thinking about who they want to be or who they aspire to be in the future mm. um is it fair to say that you know one of the best ways then uh in in, in practical ways is to find people who are doing what you aspire to do and then dissect their success like you said and hold on to one two three four of those things that they do well and Absolutely. find ways to implement those into your own life is that 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 is a great again far more elocution than i could offer uh to in, in you saying that but that is a, that is an exceptional thought for example to take it all the way back to, you know, middle school, I remember seeing families go on vacation. Mm. I never went on a vacation. Mm. And I and during spring break, kids would come back with t-shirts that reflected where they went. And I never had that. Mm. So a focal point for me became, what are the families doing that afford them the ability to go away for spring break? And I'm still at the house cutting the grass, mm -hmm. you know, like what was happening there? So I started connecting with some of the dads mm. of some of my teammates, as an example, just through listening through, you know, going over their house, hanging out, eating a meal or two, you know, et cetera. And just, okay, I need to start understanding that culture. So it became a discipline for me to understand the mindset and the culture. I didn't, I couldn't tell you that language at the time, mm. but I knew that I needed to be in that environment and start to understand the vernacular mm -hmm. and the language of those individuals because they were doing things and their lives afforded them to do things that I, my life and my family's lives, we couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. And and so does that, so that very practically it very studying very, the very people. Helpful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Very, very yeah. helpful, man. And I actually want to stay here for a second. Cause I think this is, it, it's a very, very important topic as we think about only dreaming big, right? I mean, the yeah. amount of energy, mm. uh, frankly, that it takes in order to achieve something huge. And we, we talked about this in pre-show a little bit, so I'll, I'll, I'll bring people up to speed, but literally uh, um you know folks as you're as you're continuing to listen to this pod we're going to continue to push for this if if you have a question of whether or not your dream is big enough mm. then one of the questions i want you to ask yourself is can you achieve this by yourself mm. if your answer is yes then we are encouraging you your dream is not big enough 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Period. Right. And so, and so a significant aspect of that then, uh, mm. and so, it, I mean, once again, it, I mean, we could have an, an, a whole nother conversation probably about visualization. Yeah. You know, it, do you have like a vision board or, you know, anything like that? Is that, is that, or, or was that early on in your life? Like, or do you still find yourself driving through those neighborhoods? Like, how do you still do that for, you know, say some of the more established professionals? You know, what, yep. what are some things that you still do in order to keep that vision, if you will, um, you know, Absolutely. what you aspire to? Like, what, what are some things that you do now? Yeah, great question, Danny. So, you know, one of the reasons why, I, let me be clear, I'm not literally not any smarter than anybody else. But one of the things I do well, and I'm going to give myself credit for this, but hear me out. Don't, don't see this as a statement of arrogance. It's a statement of what i do well is critique myself <laughs> mm. and watch this every every day literally i'm going anthony what are the gaps mm. where are the gaps in your life okay what and dunny i look for the gaps every day and then i find people resources places spaces that reflect helping me close that gap every mm. day mm. every day i mean incessantly mm. like incessantly without letting off the gas at all every single day i'm chasing closing the gaps in my personal life um mm. which is why i don't have the energy nor time to focus on what you know gaps in your life and what you're doing and this that i got too much mess and space in my life right mm. so so it's i'm not trying to hate on dunny i, I don't have time to hate on dunny in fact mm -hmm. The time I want to spend with Dunny is figuring out one how to support Dunny with living out his goals, his dreams, his ambitions, but also mm -hmm. how do I learn so that with the gaps in my own life, I can close those gaps. And Dunny, I think many people give too much energy and credence uh, to to and weight to things outside of the very essence of what they need to be focusing on, which are mm -hmm. the gaps in their own life. Mm -hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I think it completely does, man. It, you know, um, yeah, that last part, you know, frankly, it's probably something we should stay on a little bit more. It, you know, as you talk yeah. about giving credence, um, you know, to some of those things that frankly just don't impact, you know, where you're looking to go. I mean, can you can you stay on that and talk about, yes. you know, that a little bit more? I mentioned it actually in a, in a, in a conversation I, I, I had the privilege and I'll just emphasize this again, but I had the privilege to spend some time with uh, E.T. and get coached by him for a little bit. And that was a, a huge part of what what he actually shared with me was disciplining yourself into not entertaining the past. Uh, yeah. Folks have heard me say that before, but I mean, it's just. It, it's such a powerful thing, I think, for, mm. you know, those of us, uh, frankly, everybody, right? You know, the amount of times that we spend thinking about the past. Um, and, and funny enough, I don't know how much you watch the NBA finals, um, but there, well, one of the interviews that I think stood out to me the most was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hopefully I, I pronounced that correctly. Um, had an interview and they were asking him about you know, the next game and some other things. And, and I'll summarize what he said in this way. He said, you know, the past, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's when I focus on the past, that's my ego. Mm. Right. And when I focus on the future, that's pride. 
yeah. right? Like, oh, well, since I did this other stuff, like, of course I'm going to do this. Yep. But only by being present. Yeah. Can I remain humble? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as you think about like, <laughs> as you're talking about uh, that piece about, you know, not being able to, um, you know, or, or, or for folks not being uh, able to, you know, uh, afford basically to spend time, you know, on things in, in their past, you know, just talk a little bit more about that, um, you know, for the people. Yeah, man. So, and I want to, I want to calibrate that because some people will make the argument, well, but if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going and blah, 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 you know, and so you have, so here's my statement, all right? And you, you've heard me say this before. Most people overestimate who they actually are at the expense of underestimating who they have the ability to become. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Wait, say that most, again, man. Okay. Again. Most people overestimate who they actually are or where they actually are at the expense of underestimating who they have the ability to become or essentially where they have the ability to go. Now, watch this. Ooh, wait. So, so it is important to acknowledge the past, but to the point you just made, but what was critical in the statement that I made just now is that the energy mostly most of the energy should be applied to where you are going who you are becoming mm. so i'm gonna honor and acknowledge who i am and where i've been only for the sake of spending 80 percent of my time on where i'm going mm. right so give 10 percent, mm. 20 percent energy to where you've been because it's important to be honest, brutally honest, critically honest mm -hmm. about where you've been. But mm -hmm. let's talk about where we're going. And then let's put the infrastructure in place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, practically, mm -hmm. education wise, whatever you need in terms of infrastructure mm -hmm. to support your journey forward. That's where your energy needs to be. Put your, put your energy there and, mm -hmm. and, and build brick by brick point by point forward and 80% mm. of you, 90% of you even should be focused on that. Ooh, we, Hey, uh, Hey, <laughs> let's go. That's so good, man. Let's go. Um, yeah. Underestimating, you know, who you have the ability to be in the future, man. It's so powerful. Um, yeah. so, so powerful. Um, yep. it, you talked about pushing and, and, and building like brick by brick uh, a little bit. And, and I had shared this concept with you, you know, before, and I'm, I'm curious, like how you've seen this, you know, uh, in your own life, right? Um, have you reached a point, um, you know, in life where as, as you know, we're encouraging people to push and, you know, as you're pushing through your career and, you know, you get to, you know, a, a certain level that you achieve, um, you know, I found it personally that, and, and this probably aligns with your last statement, um, at some point I also need to kind of let go and, and, and have confidence that like the dream that I have is, is big enough and I am the, um, you know, the right person to solve this and I'm putting those systems in place, etc where I'm putting myself in the right environments and, and to the point where that it, it moves to a point where it's almost pulling you in that direction 
as opposed to, you know, me pushing and, and removing obstacles and, and, you know, all of these things that, you know, I was doing kind of early on in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't mean I'm not doing any work. Right. Yeah. But, but yep. yeah, 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 it's kind of an interesting kind of, I'll say shift in, in some of my thinking where it's just like, well, that's where I'm going. Yep. Um, and, and once again, it doesn't mean there's no discomfort or, or anything else, but uh, does that make sense? It's kind of you know, something oh, I'm it, experiencing it, a little bit more. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. And I would, so again, I, I have to simplify stuff. So, you know, the simple thought for me, right, is program versus unprogrammed thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so watch this. So brushing our teeth, washing our face, you know, taking a shot, things that are programmed, even let's get more practical. There are physicians that are excellent surgeons that they have, they've, they've, because they've done so many reps, they're, they've programmed themselves to be able to perform surgeries, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but those same brilliant and intelligent people, the minute they do something new that's mm-hmm. unprogrammed, it creates a unique discomfort for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so here's the point repetition over time is how you take something that's uncomfortable because it is unprogrammed you make it get programmed so to so mm-hmm. what i'm hearing you say you know kind of throwing it back at you from what you said was is repetition in those environments mm-hmm. is repetition is repetition with a big dream right mm-hmm. it, 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 you can't just have an every so often big dream mm-hmm. you literally have to dream that dream every single day but more importantly think about the steps it takes to live that dream out and take those steps practically every single day and over time each step becomes a program step. It moves from unprogrammed to program and over repetition, it becomes second nature. So like you said, now all of a sudden, instead of you pushing it, it's pulling you, you know, mm. uh, and, and and because it's rep, it's rep, it's rep. And now it's programmed to where you get up every day and you won't go in a bigger Ooh. environment on a bigger dream because mm-hmm. It, it's no longer uncomfortable. It's my normal now. In fact, and at a certain point, the big dream that used to be a big dream becomes small because you mastered it so well. Now you need another big dream. Yep. Yep. Well, oh, man. Um, I, I gotta. I, I we gotta start winding down, wrap. man. But yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> this is so good. Um. Cause there's one more thing that I, I'd love for it to be able to dive into, man. It's something that you shared with me a long time ago uh, and arguably one of the most powerful statements. I still hear you in my head regularly um, saying this to me, um, the power of creating versus catching. Ah, yes. Once again, we don't yes. have a lot of time to break that down, but I need sure. you to talk about it just for a little bit. Cause it's just, it, it's literally one of the most powerful things you've ever taught me. Yes. So to make it quick, and I'm watching our time here, man, you know, most people catch opportunities. They, they catch them. They they have been institutionalizing their thinking from childhood. It goes back to primitive years. Mm-hmm. From childhood, somebody's been telling you what to do, how to do it, where to be, what time to be there, et cetera, from, you know, parents' house to elementary school, preschool, elementary school, middle school, you know, et cetera, all the way through college and even into the workforce. There are career professionals who simply catch the clock. They catch opportunities based upon what everybody tells them. Mm-hmm. The shift back to reprogramming your thinking is, how do I take the skills, gifts, and talents that I've been blessed with to start creating opportunity? Every one of us has the capacity to create forward. The challenge is, again, 
we're so programmed in our thinking that we don't think out of the box enough. And when we begin to think out of the box, it starts to get uncomfortable. Mm. And we revert back to the comfort of, man, I'll just catch it as it comes because that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. You know, creating opportunity forces you, requires you, mandates that you get out of your box and that you begin to think forward. And you have to become the battering ram. You have to create opportunities mm. versus just simply catching them, you know. Uh, and, and and so that's a quick, we could go more, but I'm, I'm being sensitive to our time. But so that that's my challenge to people. You, I want to challenge you to have a big dream, to have a massive dream and multiple dreams. But the key is you have to be willing to, to, to batter your way through the discomfort and put in the reps over and over and over and over and over again consistently until what feels uncomfortable becomes comfortable and what feels unnatural becomes natural and all of a sudden down the line you become a master at the thing you used to be uncomfortable with pursuing anthony flynn founder of amazing ceo my brother uh, this has been absolutely amazing, man. So excited, um, you know, for, for this to go out and, and for people to hear this. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and for all the listeners out there, you know, never forget, only dream big. Man, Peace. let's go. Praise God. If you like today's podcast, tune in to our social media to get updates on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram facebook uh, at only dream big inc uh, and hit the subscribe button below that's all for today folks see you next time